ladies, Brave Enough is here to remind you that you're not alone and that you have the strength to be brave enough for one more day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brave Enough. Hello. Today, Jan and I are going to be talking about keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, man. (laughs) Just saying that idiom makes me (laughs) laugh and smile. And so without further ado, we're just going to dive right into this one. Let's go. Because I think that this is such a huge topic. And while you may not use the idiom keeping up with the Joneses, I think you're going to be able to relate to this podcast a lot. Okay. So what is is keeping up with the Joneses. I I obviously knew, knew the phrase, know the phrase, and I was curious though when I was writing this podcast. So I went and I um I wikied it. <laughs> I had to know. Oh. I had to know what wiki said. And actually, the phrase "keeping up with the Joneses" was um was actually a cartoon comic strip back in the day. It was um back in 1913, and the whole comic strip was this storyline of this family who was constantly trying to keep up with the family next door. But you never saw the family next door in the comic strip. Obviously, I don't remember 1913. I never saw the comic strip. But this idea. And where this idiom come from and why I think it's so relevant is this idea of trying to keep up with the person next door or Mm -hmm. the person on your screen or the person on the TV TV. or whatever the case may be. Um, I think it plagues a lot of us. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to use the word plague because I think it can be very detrimental um, if you're not keeping it in perspective. Um, Keeping up with the Joneses, you've heard other terminology too. I'm sure you've heard keeping up with the Kardashians, which they ended up turning into a show. So whoever the Joneses are for you, (laughs) we're going to be using the word Joneses just because that's the old idiom that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this idiom applies more today than it may have in years past because of the prevalence of social media. Right. I know that most of you are probably on some social media platform or another, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, you follow those groups, you follow those pages, you follow those friends that look perfect. Right. Their kids are dressed perfectly. The mom's got great hair, great clothes, great nails, great makeup, great everything. The husband is the ex-football player that looks like he just, you know, walked off the field. You know, it's, it's they're, they're picture perfect in every aspect. Mm-hmm. Every holiday looks like something that could be in a magazine. Every celebration is over the top. And you look at yourself and you're like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and I think because of social media, it's constantly in front of us. I think back, and again, I didn't live back. I mean, I, I did live before social media and cell phones and all that, but I'm just saying, I think it's harder for us to escape mm-hmm. the pressure to keep up with the Joneses with social media because we have constant contact with all of these social platforms. We have phones that are attached to watches that bing us every time something happens. And, um, I know I have a, a friend who's got every platform notifies her when something happens. And I'm just like, how, how can you, how can you do that? Like I, now, while I am on all, a lot of the social media platforms, I, mine doesn't notify me. Like I have to make a conscious effort to go right. and look at them. Um, 
I think social media platforms have a lot of good. And I think there's a lot of great stuff out there that you can get from social media platforms. So by no means am I diminishing social media platforms, but I think it's really easy for us to fall into a trap of believing that everybody else has got it together when we don't. Mm -hmm. And I think the importance of talking about this subject is the reality that we're all sitting on the other side of the Joneses and we're all thinking that the other person is the Joneses. Um, I, and I can use my dear friend that I know I talk about on this podcast a lot that when I first met her, I thought she was the Joneses. <laughs> like I, I never in a million years thought that she and I could be friends. I mean, she had the house, she had the car, she had the kids, she had the husband, she had it all. And now we're like the closest friends in the world. And she thought that I was the Joneses when she met me, you know, and it was, we all have these perceptions and we allow ourselves to see in the pictures or in the, um, in, in the things around us. And we, we build these stories in our minds. And the thing that I think is really important to remember is that what we're seeing on social media is what that person wants us to see on social media. Um, I've already started to dive into this about how social media has affected um, me. And I want Jan to dive in here and talk about some scenarios for her as well. But social media for me, especially when I was going through my divorce, it just seemed like I wasn't being crafty enough with my daughter. My birthday parties for her weren't extravagant. Although all my friends laugh at me and they're like, you take her to Disneyland. Like that's, (laughs) that's pretty extravagant. But I mean, I wasn't doing the extravagant cake and I wasn't doing the parties and I don't invite all these people over to my house. And because it's my, it's just the way I, I do things and it's, it's different for me and I'm at a different place now. And so I know that that's who I am Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Like, and I don't have an issue with it. But there was a time where I would sit and I would scroll and I would look at these pictures and I would think, what did I do wrong? Why am I not there? Why do I not? Why does she get to have that life and I don't? Mm -hmm. Why are her kids always perfectly dressed? And why, you know, isn't there any chaos in their life? And, you know, and I was, like I said, already in a very vulnerable spot when I was having these, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of questions. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever truly got sucked in like some people do, but it's, it's very, very easy for us to take a picture on Instagram that is being used probably as an advertisement. I might go ahead and share with you knowing what I know about Instagram. They're polished. They're very, very polished. And the two seconds that we see or, you know, for them to capture that picture, I want you to stop and think about the chaos that took place to get those kids in front of the camera. Right. Think about your own family pictures. And I guarantee most of you out there do the annual pictures with your family. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those. Mm-hmm. And so I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. <laughs> she really is. Because um, my dear, dear friend, she does them every year and they are polished. They are perfect. They are the Joneses. She calls me every day, every year when they go to do this picture and one's screaming, the other one's playing in the dirt. Her husband's late. Like, and I actually read a meme from a photographer the other day and she was going through this laundry list of all the things that happened before you capture that perfect image. And I was dying laughing because I think you guys can all relate. It is not, there is complete absolute and total chaos before that picture is taken. And I want to keep saying that over and over (laughs) and over again so that all of you understand that those polished pictures that are still, they're one shot for one moment. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what took place the other 20 
three hours of that day. So you have to give yourself the ability to see past that. Um, I, I, like I said, I have gotten into that trap where, um, and I have recent journey. I have decided that I wanted to start doing, um, I wanted to start doing more blogging and stuff on my personal side with, with all the Disney stuff that we do. And I started comparing myself to these other people who Mm -hmm. were doing the same thing. And again, it was a contest and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into all of it, but I started looking at all these other people who applied and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like (laughs) I, I can't hold a candle to these people. And I was looking at their answers and they were so perfect and so polished. And I went and I talked to Jen about it later and I actually walked away with it feeling really, really good. I mm-hmm. made it to the second tier and that made me feel really, really, really good. But what made me feel even better is the fact that when I talked to Jan about it, Jan was just like, you were real. You were mm-hmm. honest and you were you. And you knew that if you went all the way, that that was 100% you. You weren't putting on something that you weren't. So I said I was going to let Jan talk and then I didn't. Um, <laughs> I want Jan though to dive in and tell me about her experiences on how social media has made her possibly think that she's not keeping up with the Joneses. Well, I'm telling you, I know we we touched on this um, in a previous episode of um, being beautiful enough. And I, you know, I'm always looking at the pictures of, oh, should I do my hair like this? Or, oh, I like the way she did her makeup. Maybe I could copy that. And, and then, you know, I find myself in that trap of trying to be like someone else. And it boils down to, I need to be who I am. Um, and really, who cares if, if people don't like it? then that's fine. They can continue doing the social media. But social media is really good with stuff. And it can be really detrimental in other ways. And it can tear you down and bring you down and just um, bring the negative part of you. And we have to be really careful about that. I love social media. So don't get me wrong. I think there's a time and a a reason and a purpose for that. But um, what I found myself doing is especially we're in the middle of my husband and I are renovating our home right now. And so I've looked at lots and lots and lots of pictures. Lots. <laughs> I'm telling you a ton. I am in love with Pinterest. I always have been. I put in an idea. And as you know, if you're if you're a Pinterest person, you get thousands of pictures on whatever you're looking for. And, you know, so I'm spending so much time figuring out how can I copy this look? Because it's it's wonderful. And Tim's like, yeah, but how much money does that take to do that? And, you know, it's just my husband is, is so, he's just, you know, he's who he is, period. And he's like, but that's not us. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. Because there was a time when we had our own big, beautiful home and, you know, our our kids would come over and grandkids and, you know, I would do the Christmas or the Thanksgiving dinners to the hilt. I would be like everything. The china would come out, the beautiful tablecloths and linen. I mean, real linen and just everything. It would just be perfect. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's you. Right. What I want to talk about, though, is the idea of doing it because you feel like you have to. You have to. Right. And and I have some family members that every time they come over, I want to impress because I know that's how 
they do it. Right. Or that's how they dress. That's how they have their makeup. And why do we do that? Why do we get in that trap rather than just being who you are and let, they don't look at me um, as, you know, someone worse than them. They're just, you know, they are trying to keep up with the Joneses. They are the Joneses. Yeah. Or maybe they're not, yeah. like what, what Larissa said. But, you know, it's this is a really tough subject for me because I do, I go back and forth. I want my home to be like them, yet I want to be who I am. Yeah. And I want it to be comfortable. I don't want it to be stuffy. But you want to be accepted. But I want to be accepted. That's the, <laughs> that's the middle part. It's just like, how can I still be accepted yet not follow after the Joneses? Yeah. And I actually read an, a story and I'm sure I'm going to butcher the story some because I'm not reading, I'm going to read it to you guys, obviously. But the general essence of the story was there was this family of, I believe it was six and they had, they had the home. They had the two cars. Um, they had the three car garage. They had the big yard. They had the golden retriever. They had the white picket fence. They had all the stuff. They Mm -hmm. had all the things that you were supposed to have. Um, but they also had all the things that went along with that. They had mortgages and car payments and they both were working two jobs and, or not two jobs. They were both working a job. And they just decided that that wasn't them. They, they, they got all the stuff that they were supposed to have to keep up with the next door neighbors or to keep up with the Joneses, if you will. And they, what they discovered is at the end of that, they weren't happy mm-hmm. because it wasn't them. And these right. things, these things weren't bringing them joy mm-hmm. and they were working more hours to be able to pay for the things that they wanted. And in this particular story, they ended up selling everything and buying a trailer and they were going to go on the road with their kids. Um, and they were going to home. I guess she had already been homeschooling her kids. And so she, the job that she worked was from home as well. Um, so they were going to go, go live on the road. And so they bought this gargantuan RV and, um, but I mean, it was huge and the car that was required to drive it and the, type of hookups that they had to be at in order to camp. And then they were required to be in certain kinds of camps because mm-hmm. this thing was so big. And she right. said, we were back in the same boat that we started out in. Mm-hmm. And so then ultimately they ended up going to a smaller camper and now they're living out of like this, I would assume it's a 26, you know, uh, foot camper. And, you know, and then there's six of them living in this camper and they are my mind. so <laughs> happy. Yes. And they are living off the road and they are having a blast. Mm-hmm. Now, that's one extreme to another. And I get that from most of us, that's probably not what would make us happy. And, you know, like Jan said, I can't imagine living in that space with that many people. It worked for them. They found what made them happy and they went and they achieved it. And that is what I want to talk about. That is what I, how I want to dissect this Mm -hmm. Joneses thing here. Mm -hmm. I kind of fell victim to the same kind of idea. And what I mean by that is, is that especially when I was going through all this stuff and I was trying to heal from my divorce and I was trying to heal from the not having friendships and I was, I was healing myself and I was healing my relationships and all of those things. I I felt like there were things I had to have in my life in order to show that I was a good providing mother. And I got trapped by these ideas. And what I mean by that was I felt like it was the car. I felt like it was the house. And I was in a vulnerable state at that time anyway. And so there was a lot of other things that, you know, it was just, I needed some securities that made some of the, made me able to heal some of the other stuff. And one of those examples is the house that I bought. I love my house. 
not saying I want to get rid of my house. It's a great house, but it's more house than I need. Now, granted, as I've told you guys in other podcasts, I moved my parents in with me. And so we needed more space. And, you know, there's, there are reasons behind what I did, but I've looked back at that now and I've been doing some purging here lately. And I want that tiny little camper and I want to be on the road with my girl. And that's all I want to be doing. Like Mm -hmm. that would bring me great joy. Mm -hmm. Now I, I know, like I said, again, that's not true for everybody else. And but it was and like now that I'm in this neighborhood, like we moved into this neighborhood because I wanted her to be in that kind of neighborhood with those kind of people and that, this, that, whatever, all those terminologies we use. But now that I'm there, I'm just kind of like, uh. <laughs> and I go again, don't get me wrong. I love my house. I love my neighborhood. My neighbors are great. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. And I'm glad that I was able to provide that for my daughter. And that's the key. That's what I took out of that is that I'm glad that I am able to provide for my daughter like that if I so choose. But I don't want to provide for my daughter because I feel like that's what I need to do based on what somebody else said. And so, again, why I made the decisions that I did when I was vulnerable is doesn't matter where I am now is, is that it's so important for me to express to all of you and to myself that why are we keeping up with the Joneses? Are we keeping up with the Joneses because we truly want what they have and we want the life that they have and we want to keep up that facade all the time. And if it, there's nothing wrong with saying, yes, that is truly what I want. And that truly is what makes me happy. And if that's you, then rock it and go for it. Yes. But if you're doing it because you think, think somebody else thinks you should be, then that's when I want you to stop and think about why you're doing it. And not only that, I challenge you to really think about the things that you're trying to keep up with. Will they bring you joy? Will they make you happy? Will they be the icing on the cake to the things that are already perfect in your life? Or are they filling holes in things in your life that are, that are not complete? And so that's why I want you to really think about this keeping up with the Joneses thing, because along with the Joneses or the keeping up aspect comes other things with that. There comes negative things with trying to keep up when you're constantly chasing a vision that's out in front of you, especially a vision that's not your vision, a house redecoration. That's not like Jan was just explaining. That's not exactly, she loves what it, the way it looks in the catalog, but that's not her. Right. So you spend all this money, you spend all this time. And while it looks beautiful, it's not you. Right. And I want you to stop and think about those things when you're trying to keep up. And it's not just the financial aspect of things too. It's the, it's the way you dress. It's the way you do your hair. It's, it's the way you dress the kid. I mean, there's all, you, you can do this on all different levels. You can do it on big levels, little levels, decorating your house, which house you buy, which car you buy. But along with that, like I said, if you're keeping up and that's the key word, they're keeping up. If you're keeping up, that means that you're not there yet. And that means that you are making, um, you're, you're letting other things slide in order to get there. And what I mean by that is, do you have mountains of debt? Are you constantly running from one activity to the other? Have you lost connections with your family or your friends because you're constantly trying, keeping yourself stretched so thin to be able to keep up because you're having to work extra hours or because Mm -hmm. you have to be at this activity at that time to make sure that those people see you there with these people? And do you ever feel isolated when you're trying to keep up with these things? I think it's never ending too when you're in that snowball type of living, it's it feels like it's never ending because as soon as you get something else, then you see they've got something better, bigger. It's almost like computers that as soon as you buy one, 
the next week it's, it's done. You know, they're coming up with something better, bigger, better, you know, faster, whatever. And so now the Joneses have something nicer or bigger or better. They've one-upped you. So now you feel like, oh, I've got to get something like that because, um, you know, they, what are they, I want to be like them. Rather than who are you? Stop and just think, who am I? What does Jan do? How does Jan feel? And what does Jan really want? What will bring Jan that Cheshire grin every day she wakes up? And I kid you not, at least three days a week, every single week, I look at my husband and I say, I love my home. Now, we do live in a trailer. It's a fifth wheel and it has five pop-outs and we've lived in it for eight years And we were on the road kind of like them, but I only had one child. I can't imagine (laughs) more than one child. But um, that was an experience and an episode on its own. But um, I love where I'm at. And it doesn't matter to me. I'm not trying to keep up with anyone because I'm unique. And my living arrangement is unique. And it's perfect for me. And although I still want other things... Um, because I still look at Pinterest and I still look at other people. I still want to, I fall into the, that pitfall of, um, wanting to approve, be approved by this group or this person. Um, but I have to always refocus and come back to what brings me joy and why am I doing that? Well, and I think the the point that you just made about the snowball effect is, is so important to emphasize because, you live in one neighborhood and your goal is to live in the neighborhood across the street because that's just a little bit better. Well, once you get in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. there's going to be another neighborhood on the other side mm-hmm. and then another neighborhood. And and so like you said, it's, it's this constant grass is always greener on the other side kind yeah. of concept. And I, it makes me sad. It makes me sad when I see people trapped in that because exactly of the terminology that Jan used, it's, it's that uniqueness. That uniqueness is what makes you awesome. Yeah. You know, and then the confidence within that uniqueness is what makes you amazing. And, and that's what people want to be around. And that's what people are truly trying to emulate. If you really break this down, you see confidence on those stills on Instagram that make you think they've got it all. Mm-hmm. Sure. You find all the materialistic things in the photo too, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, how confident and how happy they look in that photo. And so that's what I want you to really, really think about is, is that, is that, is that outfit going to bring you that happiness that you see in that photo? Is that going to, is that going to fulfill you? Is that shoes will, but (laughs) (laughs) I love shoes. And again, there's nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong with a striving to be better than you are. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with wanting pretty things. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be able to provide the best things possible for your children. And so I want you to hear very clearly what I'm saying on this podcast. It's making sure that the things that you're wanting to provide and the things that you're striving to have are the things that you want. Right. They're the things that will make you happy and the things that you're, you're happy getting there in the process. I don't want you to lose sight of the here and now and the process of getting to where you want to be and what your golden 
I was going to say golden snitch, but that's a total Harry Potter <laughs> reference that you have to know. But I want, I want that, that thing, whatever your thing is, I just want you to really think about why you want it. And that's, it's just the question of why. Mm-hmm. And I am, I am uniquely me. Um, I've talked about this on other podcasts. I am a hippie at heart. You know, I am the baggy, holy jeans, Birkenstock sandals, long hair, no makeup. I mean, that is me. That's what makes me happy. And that is me comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. I have friends who dress to the nines and wear pearls and, you know, when they go out and I, I love them, I love them dearly and they're Mm -hmm. happy. And that is fantastic for them. There is nothing wrong with the person, people on either side of you. And there's nothing wrong with putting a goal out there for yourself and reaching that goal. But again, it circles back to asking why Mm -hmm. and not letting you be hard on yourself in the process. Because again, that's a still photo that you're seeing. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors Mm -hmm. for that family. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at yourself and you think, I don't have it all together, I bet you have it more together than you think when you're out. And I guarantee you there's somebody out there looking at you thinking, I wish I had what she had. Mm -hmm. And so it's, there's always somebody looking at somebody else. And it's, it's just, it's just such a touchy subject. And it's a subject that I always want to talk about because I think keeping up can be, can have its downfalls. It can have its pitfalls and it can burden you and it can push you into a type of depression or sadness or upsetness. But I think keeping up can also, it can lead to joy as long as you're identifying boundaries around what keeping up is for you and that it is your thing. So the example that Jan just used about the remodel that they're doing that Tim Asker, is that us? Right. Are we going to be happy in that once we have it? And I think that's a fair question to ask. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think also being real about what you're seeing, um, just like the pictures you think about the pictures you post. And that's one of the things when I challenge people on this particular topic is think about what you post. I don't ever post a picture of my house in disarray ever. No, I know, right? <laughs> it's not going to happen, you know, like, but that's a perfect example of me only letting you see what I want you to see on social media. That's what everybody else is doing too. <laughs> and I think that's one of the beauties of this podcast. I think Jan and I are trying to be very real about who we are and about the fact that our house does get in disarray from time to time and that our kids, my daughter's hair is in tangles at, that's why I cut it all off. (laughs) Not really, but I mean, there are, there are things in our life that are messy and that fall apart and that is okay. Everybody doesn't see that and you need to give yourself grace and you need to know that the Joneses have the same struggles too. The Joneses are trying to keep up with someone too. Whoever your Joneses is, set boundaries, ask the questions, push yourself. Why am I doing this? Am I buying that car because I think that's the car everybody else thinks I should be driving? Or am I buying that car because that car makes me happy and I will feel good carting the kids from soccer practice to ballet to whatever your activities are? I I think it's really, really, really important to ask that why question. And again, I'm going to keep saying the same words over and over again in podcasts because I want you to hear what I'm trying to get out of this podcast. There is nothing wrong with going on to social media and 
looking or on Pinterest or on Instagram and finding ideas for bringing that joy to yourself. That is great. I do the same thing. I'm constantly chasing after the next best Disney trip or the next best whatever, but I do it with boundaries and I identify why I want to do it. And I want to do it because it brings me joy. Mm -hmm. It sparks happiness in me and it's going to make me have a Cheshire grin from day to day. So Jan and I want to challenge you to ask why are you keeping up with the Joneses? And if you're truly doing it for the right reasons and you have boundaries and you give yourself grace to fail in the process and you give yourself grace to understand that those Joneses are also having disarray behind their doors as well. Um, you guys are awesome. You are rocking this thing as moms. You're rocking this thing as women. Yes. And we are so excited that you're here with us. Um, please go share our podcast. Let's get more women here. Let's get more conversations going. Um, we want to see you on social media. We want to see you um, interacting with us. Um, I challenge you to come to us about this Jones's topic and tell us where you get stuck and why it's hard for you. Um, tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> and then we'll have another conversation about it. Um, I am challenging you to know how beautiful you are, mm. to know why you're doing the things that you're doing in your life and to be fully present to those things. Um, be brave enough yes. to ask the question. Um, thank you for joining us. We're so glad that you're here. Um, we look forward to talking to you on the next one. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.